Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I don't know that I have ever been more excited about an episode that I'm going to be recording. And well, I've got a guest on with us today, and I am not even going to try to tell the story and give much of an introduction because this is one of those stories that I could not do any justice to. And so we've got one of our longtime Vodacy Empire Club members, Benjamin Kimball, joining us today. So Ben, thanks so much for joining us, and I'm so excited to dive into your story with everybody. Thank you too, Sean. Great to be here. Absolutely. So uh, just a little bit of a preface. So um, Ben came and, and joined me back in about June-ish, May, June of 2020. So right after COVID hit and uh, really wanted to start building his lifestyle asset portfolio. And when we talk about a story of grit, determination, bumps in the road to say the least, um, that doesn't even do it justice. And so I'm excited to dive in because if you own a property, if you're thinking about getting into the property, or you're just looking and to hear an inspirational story about somebody that really kept going and chasing their dreams, when a lot of challenges and a lot of roadblocks came up, then listen to this story and stay tuned with us today. So Ben, I'm going to, I'm going to dive in and let's just rewind a little bit back and tell them where you're, you know, where you're from, what really kind of got you interested into doing the vacation rails, kind of what your background is. And then we'll dive into as you started running down the vacation railroad and started building the the assets and portfolio that you had. And uh, spoiler alert, you uh, there was a, a a total loss on one of the properties right out of the gate, where nine hundred ninety nine people out of a thousand would have just said, "Okay, I'm done with it." And so, you guys, I'm really excited to dive into this story. But let's before we start there, let's start with where you started from and why we we got interested in doing this. Sure. So uh, my family and I live in. Central California. We're not in Los Angeles or San Francisco. We're out in the farmland. Okay. Different part of the state than most people are, are knowledgeable about. Uh, we are at the foot of the Sierra Nevada mountains, and we are about 45 minutes from Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks. And so while agriculture is the big business around here, we also get a lot of tourism. Yeah. Uh, Yosemite is not that far away either, about two hours from here. And so we have a lot of mountain wonderland in this area that are, that are really uh, good locations for people to vacation to. I grew up as a kid in this area um, with a grandfather who had a vacation home, a, a cabin, a little. And uh, we have a lot of fond memories going up to grandpa's cabin occasionally. When I was a kid and I always wanted to repeat that, uh, create that for my own kids. Um, and years and years went by. We, we hadn't really been able to work it out. Um, we did a number of real estate type investments um, in Utah, where my wife's from, uh, in California, buying, selling, renting out. Never made a lot of money doing that. Uh, sometimes we made a few bucks and it was really nice. And sometimes we actually lost money on deals because of the cycles of the market. Uh, but overall, we, we are people who appreciate real estate in general as a, a, a vehicle of building wealth and building stability and have seen that work out. We had no experience though with uh, short-term rentals or vacation homes, but we, we still had that gnawing desire to, do, to go that direction. We just had no knowledge or 
really how to do it, how to set it up, how to run it, where to do it, et cetera. Um, and so COVID came around and we finally started figuring it out. Right. Um, the first place we turned was actually you. Um, you're the first and best uh, option we, we came across for learning the skills and the tech techniques to do this. Um, and so we signed up for what was then Lifestyle Asset University. Back in the and good old days, the, the old name, yeah. Took the class, um, we had already started looking at areas of where we thought we'd do this. And one of the first things we did in the class was, was the online analysis tools, yeah. which helped us really, uh, we used MASH Pfizer more than anything. And it really helped us see what was going on in all these different communities in the mountains of California. And areas that we thought would be really strong um, actually turned out really poor. And I thought maybe it was a glitch in the system. I've come to find out later that no, it was no glitch. Um, those areas are actually really struggling and people with vacation homes there are just always struggling. Mm -hmm. There's too many of them. It's just the things haven't come together yet. Meanwhile, there were other areas in these mounds that were red hot and under, they were not discovered yet in a, in a real, in a large way. And right. so, so uh, the very first thing you did for us was help us figure out where the best places were to do this. Right. Well, that, that first, that first step, right. The right location, the right property. And, uh, and sometimes it's different than we think going into it. Like you mentioned, sometimes you, the, the, the areas we have our eye on sometimes don't underwrite the way that we think they're going to. And so it's, it's good to know that for sure going into it before you, when you got into this, just so everybody has a little bit of a background, what was paying the bills? What's the day job? What do you, what, what pays the bills day to day? Sure. My career has been in city planning. I've had a government service job my whole adult life. Yeah. Uh, worked for several cities. I worked for the county here. I currently work for the transportation agency. Um, so it's a, I have a steady paycheck, but I don't have any way of building wealth, wealth beyond that. Right. And, so and that's where, where I wanted to go is just so that everybody knew as we start to go through this story, we weren't this, you know, the municipalities don't pay millions of dollars a year in salaries. And so you're, you're, uh, you weren't coming with a whole bunch of, you know, just bags of cash to go make this dream a reality either. No, that is, that is true. We had a little bit of savings. I would just say about 25 grand in savings and, and that was it. And, um, and so you're absolutely right. And we had done other deals, um, in the past and had made money off other types of real estate, but yeah, Nothing that was going to help us retire out of government service and move on to other things we really want to do. Awesome. And so we, as we kind of were navigating some of those locations and properties now, we were, that was, we're looking at budgets too, right? We're saying, okay, we've got to, we've got to find locations that not only have the potential to produce, but we've got to make sure that they stay within our budgets as, as we're starting to go run down this road. That's right. Yeah. So, so we, we find that we identify a couple areas and then I'll let you, let you kind of take it from there. And this is for, for context for everybody, this was back in mid 2020, right? Um, we were kind of right in the middle of COVID, but you know, not, uh, not everything was still kind of like new to us, but this was like mid 2020 that we started running down this road, correct? Yes. Right. So I'm looking at an area again, this is where my, this is smack in the middle of where my grandfather had his cabin. So we okay. know this area well. Um, there's a, a highway that runs through a Sequoia National Monument, not Sequoia National Park. It's okay. a different. And in the National Monument, there are a lot of big sequoia groves. Um, 
the most famous one is called Trail of 100 Giants. A lot of people come to this area to see that, but without the expense and the crowds of the national park. Right. right. Place you could do more recreation. And it's a place on the map internationally. A lot of people from Europe and Asia come right down this road, um, going to Trail of 100 Giants and need a place to stay. And it's not built out. There's not a lot of hotels. There's not a lot of places. And these cabins were doing remarkably well at that time. Uh, everybody who had a place was making money, like you say, yeah. <laughs> during yeah. that. It was, the, it was the rise of Airbnb plus all the tourists. Yeah. People here were, were just giddy about it. And we'd found our spot, right? Yeah. Um, the first thing we did, we, we didn't quite have enough for a, a typical down payment on a conventional loan. Um, we, we were also faced with a lot of competition out of the Bay Area and Los Angeles. Um, people were flooding out of those cities into rural California during COVID. Um, they were fleeing high costs of living. They were fleeing crime. They were fleeing COVID itself. <laughs> you yeah. know, they got yeah. out in a, a, a remote place to wait out the disease. And so these people were coming with sack loads of money making all cash offers, bidding things up. And we were at a, quite a disadvantage in that process. We did uh, locate a, a vacant residential lot in one of these little mountain communities. It had a giant Sequoia right there at the property. It was, it was in a, a beautiful place uh, called Sequoia Crest, um, a nice little town of about 500 cabins and in the middle of a giant Sequoia grove. It's the only place on earth where you could have private property in the middle of a sequoia grove. Everything yeah. else is wow. public land. And uh, the fifth largest tree in the world is right there in the town. And wow. so hiking, a little pond for boating, um, great fishing in the area, all the things that I like to do. Yeah. And so they, uh, we put, we had just enough money to buy the lot. We bought it. Uh, I had worked previously with the county before I knew the bird, building permit process. I was able to do the research and know what was legal as far as short-term rentals and uh, everything looked good. It, we would be able to figure out a way to fund construction of a nice cabin in that area, right on this busy tourist route. Um, so two weeks after we closed, as we were trying to get things together, um, the Sequoia complex fire erupted just east of there and took over a hundred thousand acres whatever it was yeah. I can't remember exactly how big that fire was no one was really scared at first because it was you know 20 30 miles away these fires usually burn out or get put out before they do any major damage um, and that was not the case this was a different type of fire and so we can get into fire science another time maybe but anyway that fire came ripping through that town I was there the day that they were evacuating everybody out of their cabins. It was, it happened very suddenly. Friends of ours up there had to just grab their families and go tearing out of that town. Yeah. Um, they were not able to save the town. It was completely overrun by the fire. There were some parts of the town that because they were in a little gully or some type of topography that the cabins actually didn't burn down. There's a few homes that were spared just by a freak of geography. Uh, yeah. And some of the trees, including the biggest tree, they were able to keep from dying, uh, which is the big stag tree. So 
when our lot burned through, um, it wasn't just that we kind of lost the trees on the lot and the things that made that lot nice to build on, um, but that whole Sequoia Grove was wiped out. Right. And the, the reason people would go up there to see it was gone, like it was a moonscape. Right. And it's still pretty bad. The, the value of our property plummeted <laughs> to very little. Just nobody to wanted say the to least, yeah. Nobody, yeah, where you say like you're a major profit driver that brings people there is gone. You know, it's not, uh, it's not there. There's the, you know, thankfully the one major biggest tree there survived, but everything else is gone. So, so where do you go from there? I mean, that's right. You want to talk about getting the wind knocked out of your sails. I remember when this happened and, you know, even posting in our community and, and, and hearing, telling, telling us about it, we're like, everybody is just like, oh my gosh, this would be devastating. Like, what, are, what do you do from there? Right. You, you lose it all. The value of the lot is, you know, next to nothing at this stage compared to what you bought it for. And so, I mean, to say that you were devastated and the, the, the wind was out of your sails, I, I'm sure is an understatement. Oh yeah. That was the end. It seemed like, uh, you know, we, we started down the path, we got knocked out, you know, we couldn't really just sell the lot and try again. Right. Like we, we had to figure something out if we we're going to keep doing this. Um, I, I really didn't want to give up though. Yeah. Like we, we, everybody's had highs and lows in their life, right? You, you, you get on with it. That, that, that whole path didn't work. Um, we're going to try to, we're going to try to do something else. Well, I don't know what we're going to go back to the, the Vodacy classes and look at different creative ways people are approaching this. Um, we're going to, we're going to find something. And I, I eventually, um, I kept looking and I eventually found a cabin for sale within our price range. What would have been our price range, right? Had we started with that and not having the, the enough cash to quite do it anymore. I was able to convince uh, my cousin who lives in town, who I know a good friend of mine, my cousin, uh, who was also interested in doing something like this to go in and out in on it with me. Um, now, people that haven't taken your class or other classes, uh, we've, we've done the Dean Graziosi classes before, and those are all yeah. very good. Um, you know, you, you learn how to manage um, fears and risk, and but the, none of my partners had, had, had done had that. those things. And so we're dealing with a lot of hesitation and people changing minds and um, at some point walking away from it. And I had to, had to keep trying to convince people a lot and that was actually kind of tiring um the ups and downs of anxiety but uh, not accusing anyone of anything abnormal um it's, it's normal to absolutely yeah to go through that um and especially at this place we found because there were no short-term rentals here there wasn't anything going on here to compare what we were trying to do to we didn't know if we'd be able to get cleaners up there in a remote area we didn't yeah. know what kind of profits people would make in a place like that we didn't know what kind of problems they'd face. So it was all, it's natural. People are naturally hesitant facing those kind of things. Um, but we got it. We bought this old beat up cabin in a little town called Wilsonia. It's right in the middle of Kings Canyon National Park. Uh, you could walk from that cabin to the visitor center of the national park and to the one of the biggest attractions, the General Grant tree, which is the number two tree. 
from there, it's only 30 minutes to Sequoia National Park, 30 minutes to the floor at Kings Canyon National Park, the valley floor where all the hiking is. Yeah. For 20 minutes to Hume Lake, which is a big attraction here. Um, great hiking, great elevation. Um, it's like the perfect spot for anyone who wanted to go to Kings Canyon and Sequoia National Park. And this and, and this one's right in the national park, which is super rare, right? It, it, this one's in the national park, which you don't hear about very often. That's right. It is it is privately owned land, and so you own the land and you own the structure. It's crazy, but yeah. And very it, the, rare. Built 1918, I believe. Wow. And only back then could you really do something like that in a national park. So people have held on to these kind of legacy cabins. Um, should something happen? You know, uh, if people abandon the use of it, I, I think if you got it burned by fire, you could rebuild it. But if people abandon the use of it for a certain amount of time, they probably revert back to National Park, right? Like, yeah. So anyway, um, we got this cabin and it was an absolute wreck. Like nobody wanted it. <laughs> this one was easy to get because nobody wanted it. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it was, was that bad. It had been neglected for at least 40 years, right? It was just- Oh, wow. And maybe, yeah, since like the 70s or 80s, I doubt anybody been in there much at all. And so we didn't have construction experience. We didn't have a lot of money to, but between the two of us, but we had YouTube, we had your class, <laughs> we had friends who knew how to build and fix things. And we got to work with our own hands, fixing up this place. We did the demo, we fixed the outside, got it watertight and actually looking really good. We did the certain stain on the exterior wood. We got a lot of compliments from neighbors on how it looked. Um, and we kept running into a never ending parade of problems with this place. Um, the well went dry that summer, right after, after we bought it. It had water when we were looking at it. After we bought it, it went dry. We had to figure out how to get water there. We eventually got a water tank put in, water service trucked up the mountain. Um, did it ever restore? Did the did the well ever did that well ever come back? Because I'm I'm assuming that was because of the major droughts in California, right? That's right. I guess we'll find out probably in about two months. Right. Fin finally, we were just talking before we hit record. We finally are getting some snow and some some moisture in those mountains again. Yeah, I think eventually we'll need to deepen the well, and I'd probably solve it in the long run. Will they let you do that in the national park, or they will they allow you to go? Um, actually make the, the well deeper and, and get it uh, so you can get hit the water yes we can go deeper i don't know if we can go start a bunch of new wells right but you could go deeper on an existing yeah nice and our and all the neighbors up there have done that at one point it seems like yeah. some of them with these little hand tools from probably 1918 <laughs> wow. um but yeah we we also found out after we got our first winter in there that it doesn't have a septic tank it had rotted to nothing right like it was just dirt <laughs> we had to go dig that out and put in a new one and all there's just all these big issues right these this money pit type issues and we did a, we did a lot of the work ourselves it took us a year and a half to get that cabin fixed up we'd go up there on saturdays and spend the days or if we my kids it was during covid right so my kids had homeschool so they would do homeschool up at the cabin and then we'd work right? and uh and that actually became kind of a nice break from all the COVID stuff back home and back in town. Um, sure, like kind of a blessing in disguise a little bit, right? It really was. Uh, it wasn't long before my, I, I have twin 13-year-old daughters, uh, their friends 
would go up with us because they wanted to get out of the house and go do this. So we were perfectly happy to work them uh, yeah. as much as they wanted. And they, they were actually very hard workers. They, um, they wanted to pitch in and, and, and tear out cabinets and build new ceilings and stuff. And, that's got to be pretty fun too. And I, I'm sure you watching that with your, your own twins, but their friends and then having this, you know, seeing their sense of accomplishment and when, you know, gratification, when the job was nearing completion and when it was done and some of those things, what a, what a fun experience, even though I'm sure it wasn't fun at the time going through it all and having to put that much, that much work and effort, but, but what a rewarding experience to be able to put that much work and effort into a property. And just help their minds. Yeah. Right getting out of the house, fresh air in the mountains, yeah, accomplishing something. They were very proud of themselves. And we paid them, by the way. We weren't yeah. doing slave labor. But, <laughs> um, but they, were, they got to contribute to the design ideas, and they came up with some really good ideas of, how to, of what to do in certain places in the house and got to actually install it themselves. And, and they just had a lot of fun. And then they spent a lot of time running around in the woods and, and having fun time as well. So yeah. those, those were cherished family memories, actually even though yeah. it was hiring for us. How was um, the, uh, how was your cousin and, and the, the spouses um, were you when, cause I can imagine I've done a lot of rehabs and I know that when you, when you uncover that next problem or that next problem, sometimes that uh, you said you were kind of having to be the motivational speaker before the deal, you know, to put the deal <laughs> together. I can't imagine that, that you, that job probably continued throughout this, uh, this project. Right. Yeah. And I, I think I was probably the one who needed motivating too at times. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, probably all of you being a sport crew, yeah. Full roller coaster ride of disappointments and getting it together, and and they were they were wonderful. Uh, my cousin and his wife, especially, they they worked very hard. And once we got going on it, there's really no turning back. The only way out was forward. Yeah. And once we kind of settled in on that, they I couldn't have done it without them. They, they were they were amazing love it but yeah in the beginning it was hard to get everybody in aligned on it because there was so much risk involved mm -hmm. so that was a year and a half in and uh to get it to where you were going to launch it right and we get to the launch date how the launch go what does that all look like that was great um we we had we had predicted again we didn't have mass visor couldn't help us in this area Right. There wasn't enough data. Yeah. And, and, and back then it's funny because we, we use completely different tools now, back when we were doing it, then we were using mash visor a lot, which is, and, but all of them, even, even with mash visor, we couldn't find the data, right. Yeah. yeah. Cause there wasn't enough data to, to look at. That's right. We did. We were able to find out what the national park was doing. The national park had a, had a two-star motel up there and was running out basic motel rooms for 350 a night yeah in the summer and uh, they had these tent cabins that didn't even have a bathroom you had to share a bathroom for like 180 a night and we're thinking well we got to at least get a couple hundred bucks a night for yeah for got a nice kitchen we've modernized it uh, we didn't really know how much we'd get um that but we had it ready by summer and Thanks to the mild winter and the snow, we were able to work on it all through the winter. Normally, the snow's up to the roof eaves. Um, and it did, it was, it instantly booked the whole summer. Just like in, in two weeks, the whole summer was booked. We realized, man, we, we've set the price too low. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but we just had one uh, person after another until we closed it in the late fall and, and ex at least doubled what we expected to make. 
it was, it was wildly successful. We closed it in the winter time because of the snow loads. And then we had, uh, as we open it back up now, we're already getting bookings for this summer, but we're a little smarter on how we set the prices in there. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Put a little more money in your pocket. It, it's been, it's performed very well. It's, we consider it a gold mine. Uh, no regrets. All the work was worth it. Um, I, the work was part of the process for us, part of the journey. Right, right. Uh, and we love the place. We love going and, and, up. And I love your attitude of, you know, the the only way out of this, it was forward, right? The only, when you said that, I mean, that's the, it's just like, the, there was never really an option. You, you never had that thought of saying, we're just going to throw up our hands and, and walk away. This isn't worth it. There's too many signs. There's too many problems. You just kept going forward, kept going forward. And when you're going forward, eventually you get to that end of the road and you look back and you're saying, okay, this is, this is why we did it. And it's gotta be a sigh of relief though, after going through that much, you know, that much work, that much loss in the very beginning, right. In the, like, you know, lap number one, you have that devastating loss with the lot. You start to put this, the work into this one it's challenge after challenge on a major rehab. I mean, I can't even imagine I've rehabbed, I've rehabbed probably about three or 400 homes in, in my day. Um, Cause that's what we used to do for about six years straight. And those older homes all have major challenges, but I don't know. I've never rehabbed one that was abandoned for 30 or 40 years. I mean, that's uh, that's crazy to be able to, you know, I can't imagine just going through some of that. So launch everything's all good. All, all new electrical. Yeah. We had someone actually help us with that. Uh, all new plumbing, everything. And it's it. we had kind of a mixed reaction from the community. The community was ecstatic to see this old eyesore. But there are a lot of people that go and spend their summers up there. Yeah. Um, and they're also find out we're renting it out as a short-term rental. They got kind of upset about that. But, um, but honestly, in this case, at this location, this size cabin, They've not had, we've not had any guests all summer there that, that have caused anybody any concern, right? There's awesome. not big parties. They're not yeah. giant fires. There's things that scare people. And yeah. it's just, well, uh, we do have to keep in mind uh, the national park there. They do, uh, they don't want you uh, making additions to it. You know, it has to look the same way yeah. it did a hundred years ago on the outside. Uh, but, you know, we navigated it. Okay. Yeah. We just did it within their parameters and tried to take away any reason why they would come after us for That's working. Awesome. And then this is, we're going into summer number two on this property this year, right? Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. right. And so where, where do we go from here? Cause this is not the end of the story for you guys. You, you started to, uh, you know, this is, this is really property number one or well, sort of property number two, because the lot was number one. And then where, where does it go from here? So as, as we were doing all that work, um, we already had our eyes on, on where to go from here. We hadn't finished it, but we knew we wanted to do this. We had made a goal in your class to do five properties. And so yeah. we're gonna keep this going. Um, we did have a rental property in our in town where we say in town, down in the Valley floor where we live. Yeah. Uh, it had a lot of debt on it. It was a fourplex um, and we were renting it out for almost no profit at all on a month to month basis. Like not, I would be surprised we made a hundred bucks on any given month. Um, but it had appreciated a little bit. It, you know, the, the few years ago properties went up. We, we decided we could live without it uh, by selling it. 
taking that money and putting it into one of these, that would give us equal or more gross income as a fourplex with a fraction of the debt. And then we wouldn't have to worry about the, the property owner laws that are being passed in California where you can't evict people yeah. or you're starting to be really scared because if we had one person not pay their rent, we were going negative on this property. It was right. just too thin of a, yeah. a line walk. We, we abandoned that, we sold it, sold it for profit, took that money and we were on the hunt for property number three. We went, um, so after the fires had cleared in the Camp Nelson Valley area, to our delight, Camp Nelson, the town itself had been protected by pretty heroic firefighting. Mm -hmm. A lot of the forest on the north and west side of the, of the town had been burned out from that massive fire that took our lot and the other community, yeah. a couple other communities. Um, I can't really say we got like a good deal because of the fires, but we were, we were ready to, to move forward um, and see what we could do as this place is going to rebuild from that. There were parts of this community that hadn't been burned on the east side. So we went on the hunt. And again, here we are competing with big city bags of money coming up there, people living up there, um, telecommuting for work. This, yeah. this vacation spot became a residence area for a lot of people. Um, and we had a really hard time making offer after offer after offer on these cabins that came up for sale. Um, make a long story short, um, we, we, we decided we, um, I've actually missed a step in the story. Prior to selling our fourplex, we were trying to get a cabin here in this area. So rewind that for just a second. Yeah. Um, not having sold the other property yet, we had no money, but I convinced my parents to do a deal with us like I'd done with my cousin. Hey, maybe you guys can get in too. Uh, we'll share the profits. You guys will have a place you can go up and, and vacation in yourself. Um, I spent a long time making offers unsuccessfully until I finally got one. And as soon as we bought it, um, the next fire started up. You know, we, we survived that one came close to the town, but, but it was, it was all right. Um, and they decided they wanted to keep this one. They, they changed their mind about yeah. short. They're nearing retirement and they just want to go there all the time. They didn't want to rent it out at all. They want to just be there all the time. And, you know, I, that was contrary to what I was trying to do. I, but they're my parents. I love them. I want them to have a good retirement. I backed out, let them have the cabin, got back to work sold the fourplex and so a bunch more offers. We finally found cabin number three um, was a wreck as well. And that's the only reason we got it because of the bidding wars. The good cabins were, we're cabins gone. and air were gone or impossible. Um, but we, I'm sitting in it right now. Um, this cabin was not as old as built 1970s, but it had been unimproved since then. Yeah. Um, a lot of work needed to be done to bring it up. And so we got uh, my daughters and their friends wanted to keep doing this. So we brought them up here uh, many times. And in six months of hard labor, uh, either working at this cabin or up in Kings Canyon National Park, we, we got this one done, got this one done in about six months and really went for it. Um, it's on a nice lot, it's right on the highway, but not burdened by the traffic of it. Um, a nice size, nice views out the back. 
this is this was a great spot for the people traveling up and down this road to see the sequoia groves to stop over for a night or two and have a place to stay uh, mm -hmm. it checked a lot of boxes for us um it was really hard work it, it all, all of our free time went into this all of it including days where we i could telecommute for work and come up and work all you know do my job during the day and then at night just spend the nights here working yeah and we were and we're trying to get both cabins going and keep that uh, was very very challenging um while this was happening the uh fire in sequoia national park broke out mm. so that's up by so this is fire number three that we're dealing with so this yeah. was fire yeah no, fire number two wasn't so bad fire number three fire number one was devastating Fire number three was devastating and it ripped through Sequoia National Park. And we thought for a time that all of Sequoia National Park was gonna go up. Wow. And so uh, heroic firefighting saved the major attractions in Sequoia National Park. They saved the General Sherman tree, they saved, uh, saved the meadows, um, but they couldn't save everything. The largest Sequoia Grove in the world is called Redwood Canyon in Sequoia National Park and it was just destroyed. Wow. And that was only like 15 minutes away from our cabin in Kings Canyon. And the fire came within a, a less than a mile of our cabin in Kings Canyon that we had just were wrapping up the construction on. And we thought we we're gonna lose it because it was burning out of control, completely out of control. Um, yeah, there are a lot of nights uh, pacing around the house wondering if we're gonna have a cabin after all. Well, Again, and you're on the hills of just losing your very, you know, the lot was was gone, right? And then fire number three, you know, breaks out and you're like, okay, we've already kind of experienced this. So the fear is real, right? It's not like, I mean, not that it's not scary if you haven't had a total loss, but it's really scary when you're like, holy crap, can we, do we have to deal with this again? You know? Exactly. We, we, there was no sign that we were going to, that, that, that cabin would be saved. There was no. And so um, the fire did eventually stop around the edge of that community, partially because the community had been so good at fire prevention measures, thinning things out and cleaning yeah. things up. Uh, they yeah. do this very well, especially since it's a national park. Yeah. Um, and then partially from firefighter efforts, which were all right there at the park headquarters. Um, so we feel very blessed. We feel very lucky that we made it, but there's a lot of anxiety around that as well. Um, that fire burnt had, you can we we sit there and watch the fire maps every night yeah a couple times a day and just watching it getting closer and closer um as well, we're and even up, wondering it like okay even if our even if the the town survives the cabin survives you always have that question of is somebody going to still come here are people going to still come and yeah. and you know like you know you just said you know the largest sequoia grove is gone right i mean some of the things that those are some of the things that people are coming to see yeah, when I say gone, I mean, it could be back in 100 years. Yeah. But not in my lifetime. Right. And so that was part of the, the horror of it uh, is how much is going to be gone. Right. And what's going to be left. Kings Canyon had a really bad fire about eight years ago that it's just barely recovering from. Um, but it wiped out a lot of the forest that, that hasn't grown back yet. Um, so these fires do happen. Uh, fires are natural in the West, as you know, same with Utah. Yep. Yep. We almost need them to thin out, but we've we've preserved the forest so tightly that we don't do controlled burns in outside the national parks and the national forest. We don't do controlled burns and we don't allow logging anymore. 
Yeah. So this is the the big moment we kind of predicted 30, 40 years ago would eventually happen. And that yeah. and were the years it was happening. So um, we we did survive that and it's gone very well since. So we're we're very relieved. Um, we finished this other cabin now on the highway in Camp Nelson and and got it. Actually, this one was open before the other one. This one was done faster and it had a really great summer. Um, now, part of it was capitalizing on the loss of others who lost their cabins entirely in this area. So there were fewer cabins for people to stay at and so ours was getting a lot of attention. Um, but also because we had gone in and really modernized it really well and themed it and made it yeah. an experience just like Sean Moore teaches us to do. <laughs> um, that people preferred staying here over a lot of the other cabins. And so we, we just did really well with what the program taught us to do on that. Yeah. And, um, and sure enough, here comes another fire the next, the next fall. So one year goes by, everything's going great. On the south side where the forest hadn't burned, uh, there was a big fire that erupted uh, near California Hot Springs, which is dozens of miles away. But we learned from the last one that doesn't matter if a fire far enough away can get to you. And yeah. it did burn through, did hideous damage to the remote Sequoia groves. Um, trail of 100 giants became trail of 98 giants. Hmm. They did save the rest of it. Um, a lot of the hiking areas were wiped out, um, ex extensive damage on this one. And it came right over the mountaintop to the south. Uh, we have a kind of, a, if you look out our window, there's a snow capped peak, but the fire came right over that and down into our valley and just within a quarter mile of this cabin. So once again, wow. we, the community's evacuated, all our bookings have to be canceled. People that were booked for three or four months later were canceling because they're in sitting there in Germany watching the news of yeah. California fires like, oh, I'm not going there. Um, and so it wasn't just the immediate bookings, but we lost a lot of bookings after that. And the whole, the whole reputation of the area, the, the sites, the attractions, a lot of it was destroyed. And we just, you know, the whole town had, uh, had been evacuated. I was, I was telling you earlier, um, to this hillside where we could all see the fire happening. Everybody was just watching and in terror as yeah. to see their cabins go up in flames, right? And so um, luckily uh, the town was spared again. Again, firefighters jumped in on the scene. They, they did the fire breaks, they did all the clearing and they saved the town again, but, but I could see the flames right out the window coming down the mountainside. It's just Crazy. And so, uh, you know, we, we figure we must have been crazy to try to do a vacation home in a place that was going to be eaten alive by wildfire, but, but the house was here. It, it survived it. Um, now we're starting to see a little bit of green back in the forest, but most of the trees are gone. Right around this community, though, where the firefighters protected us, there's a nice little forest and some, good, and some of the good sequoia groves were protected. Uh, the river runs through town. It's a, it's a beautiful setting for, for people to vacation at. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as the smoke cleared, we started, you know, the cleanup began and then pretty soon people are booking again. So we had to go through a few months of disappointing revenues or whatever. Yeah. But, but honestly, through all that overall, um, even with, uh, if you look at a year on year basis, we, we have never 
lost money on this place. Even when the disasters have hit, it's been a really good asset class to work with. Um, and so here we are now going into the, getting ready for the next summer and we're getting bookings, cabins are filling up. Our, uh, we, we, had, we couldn't possibly have another fire here. We burned every direction around right. for a hundred miles. Right. Like, no more fires to worry. Like I, I wish I could just go start an insurance company and sign everybody up for fire insurance. I know I'd never have to pay anybody. Right, right. But, but uh, that, that, was, that was the, the peak of difficulty for us was, was getting through these natural disasters and, yeah. and trying to get back up and go in again. So we knew, you know, even though we're, we're anxious about uh, continuing to do this, we managed to refinance this property and use that money to buy another one just down the street. It's right on the river. It's our best one out of all of them. Big, beautiful cabin. Um, not very many properties are right on the river in this area. Yeah. Great trout fishing. This is one of the, the country's good trout fishing rivers. And we're just, we just love that cabin is exceeding all expectations right now. Even during the slow times in the winter, it's full. My wife was just down there uh, an hour ago walking some Hollywood people through it because they want to film a movie there and stay there. Oh, that's well. fun. Yeah. <laughs> like there's all these good things happening. Um, we thought we'd have a downtime in the winter, but we didn't. We actually made quite a bit and uh, the summer's booking out really nicely. So, so the sun is shining again. And, that, and that's property number four, right? And that's property that's number the... four. So like I told you, I had a goal to do five properties, got property number four. And, and when I made the goal, I said, one of the properties needs to be international. I didn't have I remember, any... I remember you saying that. I actually remember our conversation <laughs> about that. That is funny. I remember the five property goal, but I, but I specifically remember it because you wanted one of them international and, and you wanted them in, in California. And I was like, okay, you know, you're, you're a Californian, you're local there, you know, you know, some of the rules and regulations. And, and I was like, okay, we got to, there's going to be some th things we're going to have to deal with. I didn't think we were dealing with what we were actually going to deal with, what you, what you guys, I should say, dealt with. But it was, uh, I actually remember you wanting the, the one in the international property. That's right. And, and I'd forgotten I made that goal with you. Yeah. I'd forgotten yeah. that. I, all these other things going on, I just forgot. Yeah. But I, but I worked out a deal, a partnership again with some family members. Um, my brother actually bought a cabin right across the street from us after he saw what we were doing. And uh, he lives out of state. So we help, uh, we help, I, we help manage it. And I learned the term for it later is co-hosting. Co you're co-hosting. You're, yeah, you're in the game. I'm in the game of co-hosting now. Yeah. <laughs> so that one we take care of and we love it like our own place. And he's done a good job. We, again, rallied the troops and, and did the construction and the, the Kimball construction company with the <laughs> right <laughs> we're not incorporated yet so someone right. take and yeah and then we worked together and we have I didn't know where internationally I wanted to do it I've lived in Brazil for a couple of years uh, I was born in Europe but we finally settled on after doing a lot of research and and looking up on a on a place in Portugal and we found a place on the South Coast, a, a beach condo and a resort that we could get. My wife and I stayed there earlier in the year to go check it all out. Um, we've done a lot of homework on this. And, and when this is over, it's, it's in the process of acquisition right now. Uh, we'll just have this wonderful place on the beach over there. And we're all excited to be able to go there and use that as a base to explore other areas and spend time at in retirement years. 
And, and it wasn't only until after we'd gotten that going that I realized that I had reached this goal that I made. Yeah. I had gotten one or were getting one international. That was part of my goal. Yeah. Like, I guess when you make a goal, sometimes it goes into your subconscious if you're not actively thinking about it. But um, it's not just that we reached our five properties, but I, I really am grateful and happy for the properties that they are. Like we have really outstanding properties through this. They're, right. they're far better than I thought I would have. Properties on the river, properties on the beach, um, properties in national parks. Yeah, uh, They're beautiful. They're on great spots. And I, 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 it's far beyond what I dreamt it would be. So are, are the, uh, I know that we're like now, like we're, we're probably not worried about fires anymore. This, you know, for, like you said, there's nothing else to burn for, you know, anywhere close right now. Right. Um, but are you as, so, you know, lots of like tons of stuff to unpack. We don't have enough time to unpack all of it, but it's, I wanted to go through that process. When I hear you tell the story and I think about the story, it just gives me chills because, one, you started with this property goals. You started with, you know, I want five properties. I want one international three years ago, right? We're not even, we're not even a full three years into you in this game with a lot of challenges, more challenges than, like I said, 9,900 or 999 people out of a thousand would have said that maybe it's a little much for me. Right. And, um, and so you, you, one deserve the credit and to say you actually kept going right it was you didn't get lucky in this right it was it was you made a goal you persevered you rolled up your sleeves there's grit and determination not only for you but your family members and everybody that had a piece in putting this together and getting through some of those tough times and ultimately you look and you're like I can't believe it. We're, we're here now, you know, that we, we actually, you know, three years in, we've reached our goal of what we were really trying to build. Does it, do you, when you say, you know, I, I can't believe this, does it make you want to do more? Does it say, Hey, listen, we're going to, we're going to now like kind of take a breather and just enjoy this and realize what it's done for lifestyle and financial freedom and, and really appreciate that. I'm sure you appreciate it all the way along, but what does it look like now? Like, what are, where's the mindset now that you've actually accomplished that? Well, um, and, and in addition, we 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 are happy. With, uh, the money we're making is is great compared to what we thought it would be. Yeah, and it's it's changed our lives. We're able to pay down debts. We're able to get things set. We're starting to figure out trying to figure out retirement in two or three years. That part is wonderful, but it also built a, a, a life mantra, a, an attitude about problems in general love it and and there were so many times that we said you know what guys this is just going to be a memory someday we're just going to keep doing this we're going to keep coming up we're going to keep nailing boards to the wall we're going to keep digging that hole and someday this will just be a memory and we'll be enjoying it and just having that goal in mind that it's just someday it's going to happen and to keep going and that that really helped us keep going and I'll during a lot of it and also helped us from attitude wise, um, knowing we, that we can do hard things. Yeah. Like we, we, we realized we have abilities in us that we didn't know we had. And we have an attitude now that, yeah, it, you know, we're looking at the Portugal deal, like it's risky, it's this, it's that, but you know, guys, remember what happened last time? Remember, like we do the work, we get through whatever, whatever it is. And, and we, we see ourselves, we're problem solvers now. Yeah. 
And all we do every day is we get up and we go solve problems until they're gone. And when they're gone, we sit back and put the money in our pocket. Yeah, so, yeah. Just just enjoy being a problem solver every day. It'll eventually be a memory, you know, we'll eventually solve it. And uh, we're different people now because of that. We're better people. We're able to handle a lot more. I love it. And and those of you listening, go rewind that last two minutes. I don't know. I, I was getting chills while you're saying it. And just listening to how, like you're saying, your identity changes. It's like, hey, listen, we're, you know, we we feel tougher and more confident and grittier and like, hey, we can deal with anything. And and how fun is it that you dealt with it as a family? I can't imagine, you know, the the bonds that are formed in all of those tough times and and just that identity shift that's changed to say we can do hard things. Like, I love when you say that stuff. I, I, I'll go re-listen to this episode. And I, I just, I get so inspired by these stories of grit and determination and hard work, and then coming out the other side different, right? And, and like you say, your, our, our identity has changed, but we're different because we know now we can handle more than we probably ever thought we would ever, more than you would have ever signed up for. Let's say that, right? Like Absolutely. You, have, you might not have looked and said, if I know all these things I'm going to deal with, I might not sign up for that in the beginning. But looking back, would you have done it differently? Would you have said, now that you're on the other side of it and all those tough times, because I'm sure there was lessons learned in all of them, but I'm sure there was plenty of times you were saying, I could definitely do without this. And now looking back, would you would you have still gone through it if you had to do it again? Absolutely. Except for the first one. I may not have bought that lot. Right, <laughs> I could have done without. Could have gone without that one. Close and then we have a total loss on a lot. Yeah, we're, we're the other uh, the other challenges. You know, they were part of the process. And one of the best things too is what it did for our kids. All of our kids participate. Some of our kids are grown up and gone to college, but they would come home. And when they came home, they knew they were in for a, a work experience, and they yeah. we enjoyed it. Like we made it fun, and they they look at it too. Like you know what I when they're faced with hard things in life, they can look back and say, you know, we did that. Maybe I can do this. Yeah. I we climb that. that mountain. We could probably get this homework assignment figured out or whatever's challenging them. Yeah. And so yeah. it's been a real blessing in the lives of my kids to have kind of been able to survive COVID with something uh, worthwhile to do and hard and challenging to accomplish things and uh, build their character too. I love it. And I'm going to, one, I want to just before, I'm going to wrap up with one last question with you, but I want to, before I wrap up, because I want to give you the last word on this is I just want to thank you. This has been an amazing conversation. I want to thank you for sharing your story. I love sharing successes, winning, but more importantly, what it takes to come out on the other side of winning a lot of times. And a lot of times we don't talk about rolling up our sleeves and the challenges and the hard work that goes into it. And and really just thank you for sharing that. And then, you know, I always, I always ask people when they've gone through those challenges, would you do it again? And I've always heard a resounding, absolutely. And, and so it's, uh, we, we love to, we love to talk and share that. That's, you know, the grit and determination, the hard work and everything else, because now the Kimballs walked out on the other side of this and they're different, you know, and your identity is different. You're right. You're just not only are you change your life, you know, lifestyle wise, financial, financially with the assets themselves, but just our identity and knowing that we can do hard things. And I think in at the end of the day, to me, that's even more valuable 
than what the, the the monetary things that we get from some of those assets. And so I appreciate you sharing that story. It's been, it, it's one that I am so excited for people to hear. I know a lot of people are going to share this story, um, you know, on outside uh, on the podcast and YouTube and everything else. And it's going to be, I know it's inspirational to me. I know it's going to be to a lot of people. So thank you very much for, for sharing that with us. So final question, if you had to go back and give yourself some advice and said, okay, you know, if, if, Here's the goals. Here's what I want to do. If you could go back to, you know, rewind five or six or seven or 10 years and say, here's some advice I'd like to give myself after going through all these different experiences, what would that be? And, and, you know, and and again, it's for those listening, it's always nice to hear from somebody that's been down the road a little bit before us to hear what they might do differently or what they should, what they should be looking forward to as they take on any new challenge. Well, I'm sure just about everybody wishes they'd gotten into this arena sooner sooner absolutely yeah. but if, yeah. oh my, forget this other stuff go into this and if i were to give uh, myself advice um it, or to anyone uh don't be fearful or if you are fearful that's okay there's a role for fear absolutely if you but if you're hesitant because of that fear just do it anyway love it love if it. you've nope. done your homework if you've done your homework uh, you're not sure how it's going to go it's going to go great I love it. And I, I always say too, and I love that advice on fear. Fear is fear is a sign that maybe we're we're that there's growth potential, right? If we're scared about something, we know that there's that real potential for growth. And and there's there's room for fear, but don't let fear paralyze you into not taking any action. And so great advice. And Bill, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm so excited to see what the future holds for all of you in in, in the whole family. I can't wait to see on the beaches in Portugal and uh, in that property come to come to life. Hopefully you're going to spend some time there this summer. Um, it might be rented though. You got the summer season coming up yeah. there in Europe. We have a rule. Don't go in the summer. That's, that's rental time. I like it. That's how, that's how I was like, we're going to go use it outside of the peak season. Yeah. So awesome. Well guys, uh, if you've got any value of this show, which I know you did, this is probably going to be one of our most shared episodes. And so if you, uh, the only thing we ever ask for from you is to like it, share it, with somebody that you think would get value for it from these episodes, whether it's on the podcast or YouTube, subscribe, leave us a review, um, give us a thumbs up. If you got below more than 30 seconds, give us a full review. And we really, really appreciate that. The only way that this show grows is by you guys sharing it. You are always the best part of the show. And we always appreciate you spending your time with us. And I always leave you with one challenge at the end of every episode. And that's pick one thing that you can do today to go build that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicy.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.